In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. So glad you're here. So thrilled to bring my special guest, Mr. Vince Kingston, to this episode of the show. And the reason why is Vince is not only a top producing mortgage loan originator, producing four to five million per month, averaging about 50 million per year. Pretty good, I'd say, in most people's book. But Vince has a business model that is pretty unique in terms of how he gets his referrals from real estate agents. You know, he's a specialist in first-time home buyers and we'll, we'll talk about that on the podcast uh, by the way about, you know, should I specialize, should I choose a niche or not? So for those of you who've submitted questions to me and asked me about, you know, Jeff, should I choose a niche and what about losing the other business? We unpack that with this conversation with Vince. Um, and if you do want to submit questions to me about anything, always email me at info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. But back to Vince's business model. Um, it's unique and it is close to my heart in that Vince, the number one way that Vince gets, well, the way he gets all his business, as you'll hear from him shortly, is through teaching agent classes. And I saw what Vince was doing. We connected. I have him tell his story, his process, his system for attracting, capturing, and converting real estate agents, what he teaches, the subject matter, how he teams up with title affiliates to help him, and how Vince is now shifting his model to do way beyond just CE courses, which is, and he'll, of course, reference the offering that we have, which is getpowerfulpresentations.com. So if after you listen to Vince's story, uh, his, you know, his success rate, his, how he's generating this production and automating his follow-up and really never having to chase a deal or beg for business or cold call or any of that kind of stuff, and you are hopefully by now convinced on the value of teaching agent classes, you'll hear Vince tell his story, how Vince is expanding his library of classes by teaming up with us here at the Mortgage Marketing Institute go and check out getpowerfulpresentations.com. If you want to take that next step and get started teaching agent classes, that 
We'll tell you all about how to get started with done-for-you agent classes, a library of PowerPoint presentations, speaker notes, video tutorials, the whole follow-up system, everything soup to nuts. And Vince um, happens to also be a member of Get Powerful Presentations. So the fact that he you know, without any um, prodding on my own or anything like that, you know, gave us a glowing testimonial on our product and platform. Well, that hopefully says a lot for you. So listen to Vince's podcast, take lots of notes, and most of all, learn from it. And then if you are so inclined to want to take that next step, go check out getpowerfulpresentations.com. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey, Vince, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. And so I wanted to bring you on the call today because you uh, have what I think is a unique business model. Um, And you and I talked the other day about how you're actually capturing real estate agents and doing it in an extremely predictable, systematized way. That means no cold calling, no chasing, none of that stuff. And yet you are consistently able to produce, what? what is it, $4 million, $5 million a month? Yeah, it's about between four and five, about fifty million a year, fifteen loans a month, very consistently. Yeah, very nice. So, for those listening, give us the quick, uh, uh, you know, story. Uh, Vince Kingston, uh, where are you? Who are you with? How long have you been in the biz? Sure. So, uh, Vince Kingston, Eagle Home Mortgage, Portland, Oregon, and been in the business since two thousand five. I feel like I was, you know, I didn't really understand my way until about I would say two thousand twelve. So I, mm. I was kind of halfway in, halfway out of the business. I feel like until 2012, although there was some stuff going on prior to that. I'm sure we all remember <laughs> that made it difficult industry. But um, 2012 came to my current company very much on purpose, Eagle Home Mortgage, because I had this I had this intuition that I had to, um, I either had to change careers or I had to figure out a way to authentically and confidently engage in the actions I needed to do every day to, to be very successful. And so I switched companies to be able to, to um, offer some niche products mm-hmm. and the rest is history. Built everything around that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I've been told so many times you can't base a business on product. And I, I am here to tell you, you can, and you can be very successful if you build, you know, if all your platforms focus on, you know, specializing in those areas. So two things I heard in there, I want to unpack a little bit. One of them is kind of finding your way and then be successful focused on a product. What did you mean by finding your way? You know, I didn't have something systematic, first of all. Mm-hmm. So and to this day, I still have to refocus my myself almost every day to like not um, be attracted to the shiny, flashy objects, you know, yeah. and go in like too many different directions. And so for the first three or four years of my career, that's what I was doing. I was, you know, trying this FISBO campaign and then this, you know, listing campaign and this new thing and that new thing. I didn't understand my own personal value proposition and mm. it took me years to figure that out. And then once I did, it's been a joy. It's been a real joy. I mean, there's still been challenges with building a team and everything, but it's such a joy once you figure out what your value proposition is and then it focuses all your efforts. So that leads me to an obvious question, perhaps, um, if you could articulate a bit your value proposition, what is that? Sure. So, Ever since 2012, um, or I would say actually late 2011, coming to Eagle Home Mortgage, I've I've um, niched myself relentlessly. Uh, my favorite two words, well, actually my favorite three words when it comes to the mortgage business are niching or niching, however you want to say that, uh, scale and delegate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure we'll get to scale and delegate later. But so I uh, niched myself relentlessly in first-time homebuyers. That's why I initially started. And then I have a couple other that I've, I've built onto that. And 
it was just, it was almost like an article of faith. I mean, like everyone, I don't care if it was a realtor or not. I mean, I tell a homeless guy on the street, I serve first time home buyers better than any other lender in this city. And that's the demographic I want to serve. And then it really helped me go out there and be confident and get in front of agents because, you know, I, I could care less if they were working with other lenders. It's totally fine. And I honor that. It was, but I know that I serve that first time homebuyer demographic better than anyone else. And that's who I want to help serve with them. And, um, hmm. and so that has been very successful for me. So there's that the first time homebuyers. And then a couple of years later, after I'd been you know, pretty successful myself, with rental real estate, I have six six rentals now. Mm-hmm. I start niching, niche, niching in. Uh, you, <laughs> you, know, you can go with niching, man. Just go niching. <laughs> I'm not French, so I'm gonna just say niche. exactly. I'm from Nebraska, so that's how you say it in Nebraska. Niching. <laughs> Anyways, I started um, doing these investment seminars that have been very, very successful, and that, and just focusing on that. And now I I truly believe that you know anyone who has a desire to own multiple properties or does own multiple properties. I serve that. I serve them better than any other lender in the city because I, I walk the walk. Mm. I, I teach classes and I understand the strategies that are inherent to those more sophisticated financing situations. So when you say investment seminars, what does that mean? Uh, you are running seminars for prospective, just, you know, everyday man on the street who wants to get investing in real estate. It's twofold. Um, it's to consumers. Mm-hmm. So like what you were just described and then also to realtors, it's, it's, uh, it's actually quite an appropriate continuing education class. You know, it fits mm. under the, the category of continuing education. Sure. It has a lot of real estate finance in it and everything. So to both those groups. Interesting. Um, so how do you, on the consumer side, how do you get butts in the seats? How do you promote this, get the word out? Um, so a couple different ways. Uh, we use um, Eventbrite extensively, like I know you do too. Yeah. And I, I figured out years ago that if you hold a class consistently, you know, I'm not a tech guy. I've hired a marketing guy because I know I'm not a tech guy. But but I do know this on Eventbrite. If you hold a class consistently in the same place and you just keep on changing the date, then eventually Eventbrite starts organically driving traffic. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we'll list a class on Eventbrite and, you know, we may get 20 to 30 signups through Eventbrite alone just organically. And then we do Facebook advertising for, you know, people who are interested in buying investments and Anyone who signs up for that or, or says they're interested, they get put on a drip campaign for investment-minded topics in addition to being buyer of the class. Yeah. And then we also leverage local agents. I mean, it's a great way for them to build their business. I, I have several agents that are being really successful with it. Right. And so they use their database. Well, um, regarding Facebook, how do you target that? What kind of options, you know, demographics are you picking there? How do you, how do you know they're like potential investors? Sure. So... Um, I told you delegation was my other favorite word. So it's, not, it's not like, is that like I'm actually pulling hey, all the letters? Hey, myself? should we have brought somebody else to the call too? <laughs> well, Ryan's in the other room. I can go grab him. But basically, I, you know, I can I fake it till I make it a little bit. Yeah, better. you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, you know, obviously we pick it, you know, it depends. We have different sub markets here. So if it's in inner Portland, we'll pick a zip code that, that corresponds with that. If it's in Vancouver, one of the out, outer lying areas, we'll pick zip codes that correspond to that, certain income levels, certain ages, you know, most 18 year olds aren't mm. buying investment properties. So, you know, usually college educated, you know, we'll just, and that's, that's how we'll try to. Sure. Married, maybe certain amount of income, all that. Exactly. And then it's just different ads that are, you know, we're being fairly successful. With. I mean, we have no problem generating leads. We have 
on Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's no problem. I can just push a button and generate leads for about five bucks each. It's a little harder converting them, but I found it easier if I if I think about it as like a two or three step process where I'm you know, cultivating that lead where first they click a button saying they're interested in maybe investments. Then they get a drip about different investment strategies. Then they come to a class and then, you know, then they become a client at some point. Is is that the process right there? The ad is directing them to to some type of a lead capture page and then they're getting dripped on? Um, We were doing that Mm -hmm. and we found that uh, Facebook has a new type of ad. I think it's only been around for about a year where um, they don't even have to leave Facebook right. and mm-hmm. our conversion rate in terms of at least getting people to, to give their contact information has just skyrocketed. Yeah. And so uh, what you get from that is you get an Excel spreadsheet of their contact info, right? Well, it gives you everything. Yeah. The reason the conversions go way up is because they see an ad and they click on it and the ad just turns around and says, are you, are you interested in receiving more information about this? And they click yes. And then all it gives you their information, their telephone number, their, right. their name, their email. Yeah, no, I've seen that before. If my understanding is it is that doesn't like automatically put them on on some type of a CRM, you still have to kind of manually import that um, over. Right? Actually, there's a patch you can buy. There's like third party services that will uh-huh. automatically push those in into your CRM. Yeah, we're getting a little technical here. You're right. Yeah, and that's not my area of expertise. I mean, that's no, but that's good. All right, so you're so that's one of the ways you're, you you've built your business to kind of bring us back full circle is um, first time home buyers and investment seminars. Um, let's go back to first time home buyers for a minute. Why did you choose that as a niche? Because I want to be tactical as possible. I'm really trying to build a business by design. And, um, and so if, if you're in a competitive market space and you're building a business by design that you want to be able to scale. And I always had a master plan and like a lot of, I know I'm kind of, it seems like I'm digressing here, but I'm gonna get back to this. Second. I think like a lot of loan officers, mm-hmm. it's almost like they believe you have to have a personality cult to be successful and and like i don't want my team to be about me i want my team to be about you know things that we serve people best with and so first time homebuyers are a unique platform for that because a nine to ten lenders in my market don't offer first time homebuyer programs so it's a very easy value proposition for me to walk in and make other lenders look poor i think i mean it's very easy to say oh your preferred lender is such and such well Here's the web pages right here. They're not a certified lender for these programs. I'm sure they're a great lender, but I really think you need to serve your first-time homebuyers and make sure that they're working with a first-time homebuyer advocate. And that's a really cool value proposition. So it was easy, and it made me feel special. You know, it's easy to sell when you think your product or your or whatever you're offering is really special compared to everyone else. What is the unique you know product or whatever that you're offering first-time homebuyers? Well, and here's where we get into you know marketing, right? And and just saying something over and over until it becomes true. So the, the underlying products is really only like three or four. It's not like I have, you know, 10 unique products that no one else has. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really only three or four. And there are many lenders who have some of those, but very few, if any, who have all of those. And then if you position that correctly in a CE class and, um, and then you do a good job of proving to agents why your first time home buyer advocate above and beyond the special programs, you just take them into normal Fannie Freddie guidelines. Mm. I mean, you talk to them about, you know, how Fannie won't accept IBR and how Freddie will, you blow their minds. You look like the, the first time home buyer expert. So you just figure out how to speak to the challenges. And then I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I have some unique programs, but it's more about just determining I'm going to be a first time home buyer expert and then, and then doing that even without 
having so many different programs. Right, right. Okay. And so do you have some branding or messaging around that first time home buyer concept? Well, so getting back to I think the reason why we're chatting yes. is the, the primary business model to deliver that is the the CE classes to agents, mm-hmm. continuing education classes. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, are all the agent classes you do CE? Yeah, that's why I was attracted to what you're making available in terms of the you know powerful presentations because I do recognize I need to branch out. I mean, I would be even more successful. I will be more successful once I branch out, and because I recognize that. Even though my business model is successful, I'm not going to walk away from it. I could um, leverage it very easily into non-CE classes, and I'd get a whole different demographic of realtors who are never going to come to my product-based classes. Right, exactly. All right, so let's kind of um, um, unpack this a bit more because I remember when I talked to you, I, I want to summarize this, and you can kind of correct my course here. But if, if I understand, if I was to sum up your business model, you, in terms of working with agents, you 100% exclusively, the only way you attract, capture, and convert agents is through classes. You don't cold call them. You don't try and door knock. You don't go to open houses. You don't chase. And even after the classes, you don't even follow up. So how accurate is that? And you can comment as needed. Believe it or not, it's completely accurate. I, um... <laughs> so people are listening going, wait a minute, what the hell? Whoa, 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 whoa. I get the classes, but what do you mean he doesn't follow up? How the hell do you well, get business wait, if wait. you don't? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, let me back up. So I, I do follow up, but in a passive way. Yeah. Again, I'm trying to build business by design and, and I encourage more people to think about that. And so and so back to niching, you know, I know I'm there. I'm there to demonstrate that I'm a first home homebuyer advocate and to make them believe that I'm the person who can serve their first home buyer best. All right. Mm-hmm. And I think I do a pretty good job doing that in the class. And then all I've done is built a email campaign that specifically reiterates the specialized programs and tactics that we have for first home homebuyers and then they go on that drip after the class. So that's the only follow-up I do. I don't personally follow up. They just get a very specific niched email drip for that class. Let me ask you a quick question on the first time homebuyer classes. You've got CE credits attached to that. How is that? Is that because that's like a financing related class and that meets the requirements? Well, yes. And I recognize I'm I'm pretty lucky here. I've been told Oregon pretty liberal, yeah. is less, less strict than other states. I've been told I've had colleagues in other states saying, you know, we can't do that here because in Oregon the title companies will certify you as long as, long as it's a certifiable subject. Yeah. Your material, unless I get really, really crafty, <laughs> I won't be able to get that certified CE, but I'm going to try. Trust me, I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love you to try. Yeah, because you're right. Every state has its own requirements for CE. Yeah. Well, I think if I throw in enough economics statistics, something, I'll say, look, we got to go through 10 minutes of boring statistics. I would call the CE. I don't know. I got ideas. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know on that. That's cool. Future. But um, at any rate, the, the, as long as it's a, subject that is certifiable like you know real estate finance obviously is a big big one then they'll certify it and they give the credit hours it's kind of a sweet deal that's awesome okay so let's go back to your follow-up system so you do a uh, a class let's just say it's a first-time home buyer class what does your post-event follow-up system look like how do you get business following the class it really is as simple as i do the class mm-hmm. i'm not making this up i do the class mm-hmm and then I go back to my office, <laughs> and then leads come in. <laughs> All right, man, you're I'm, selling the sizzle here. <laughs> I, I'm not trying. You know, I'm I, sorry to be not sophisticated enough, but that's pretty much. What it's got to be harder than that, Vince. Come on. <laughs> well, the the um, well, first of all, I'm not scared of presenting. 
you yeah. know, and I recognize some people that would be really hard for them if they had problems being in front of people. You know, second of all, I think it's it's just, you know, doing a good job and just reiterating and proving to people that selling yourself how you serve this one demographic. I, and I like using, you know, indicator words like, you know, service. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I teach my team to say, we just want to serve you the best way possible and stuff like that. Because then I just think it, you know, you come across as more sincere. So, look, the biggest innovation I made with my classes is doing more of them. <laughs> I want to do more business. I just do more classes and then building the email campaign. I did that about a year and a half ago. And I think it's increased my conversions. But before that, I would just do the classes and not even follow up with the email and I would get business from it. All right. So I'm going to come back to the email follow up a second, but I'm curious, what was the, you know, the impetus or something that drove you to start doing classes? Cause, cause you're obviously attached in a big way. Why, why classes? What happened? What did you realize? Why is that kind of your go-to strategy for realtors? Sure. Thanks for asking that question. Because it, it started with a book called The Seven Levels of Communication. You ever heard of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael and Mayer. I, yeah, he's been on the podcast. Exactly. I used, I used to hand that out to all my agents. And I think it's probably one of the most awesome books that I've ever read. Yep. And it's a whole business plan. There's lots of stuff to unpack in that book. But the, the biggest takeaway I got and that I've lived by, obviously, since then is that you are wasting your time unless you're face-to-face with someone. Mm-hmm. It's just junk. And, you know, you walk around a lot of mortgage offices and they're just loan officers sitting in their office. And I'm like, you got to go out there. you got to get out there. So mm. I read that book in like mid-2011. And then I said to myself, you know, if I'm going to market, it has to be face-to-face. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I started doing that. And at that time, I did go to broker opens, but it was with this same message. You know, I offer, I would pick like a tax credit or something. I'd go create a flyer and I would just talk to people about it. And, uh, and it was very successful. I was like, wow, I'm actually getting loans talking to people. And then the logical progression was like, well, it's kind of hard to go to talk to onesie twosie realtors. What if like 20 would come to me and I could tell them how awesome this program was. Right. And that the rest is history. Yeah. And so you, you, you got sold on that because it's working smart. It's what I call the law of large numbers. And once you got a taste of that, you're like, oh man, this, this sure beats onesie twosie Jason and all that. That's why I love scale. That's, <laughs> that's my, one of my favorite words now. All right. So let's, let's go back to, and by the way, have you ever cold called agents? I'm just curious. I did the, um, I, I know, you know you've heard of the core, sure. you know, core coaching. Mm-hmm. I did them in 2012. And so I did that, you know, horrible, horrible, <laughs> exhausting call 40 or 50 realtors every Monday, call yeah. 40, blah, 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 Tuesday. Yeah. And you know what? I'm here to tell you, I guarantee that works, Yeah. but it just sucks. I yeah. mean, I want to do that. I do. And, and I got business from it too, but it was like yeah. quality of life was really low. And so I did that for about six months and now I train other people who work under me to do that because I do know it works. Ah. But for me, classes work a lot better. There you go. And it's also positioning you um, in a different light, you know, to those agents. You teaching a class has a whole different perception and positioning than you doing those calls. Yeah, doing the calls, you were just, you were, you were a beggar. I you're mean, like every other loan officer doing those same calls. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, so many loan officers do those calls, I would get agents going, why does all the loan officers call me on Monday? Yeah. And you talk about not feeling special. Exactly. You automatically put yourself in a box, which again, is part of the reason why I started doing classes. It's because of those, those reasons. I didn't want to look and sound like every other LO because I'm not, you're not. So, and it's up to what I'm hearing from you, Vince, is you, you know, like you said, you wanted to work by design, take control of your marketing, your positioning, and you've done that. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... 
All right. So back to your email follow-up system. Um, people want to know, man, what's in that magic system? What is it? How does it go out? What, what email system do you use and how many messages is there? You, you know what I mean? That's where I'll start. Sure. So we use um, constant contact because, you know, I mean, even though, I, yeah, it's cheap. I mean, even though I sound like tactical and strategic and everything, it, most of everything else we do is totally wrong. Like, you know, I'm doing 50 million a year and don't even have, a, I don't even have a CRM, which don't, <laughs> And my team is disappointed in that. And that's one of my initiatives soon. But, you know, I didn't even have a database till a couple of years ago. So we just use a simple constant contact, but it might as well be MailChimp or whatever else. But we like constant contact because, frankly, it allows you to dump a lot of emails in there without getting, you know. Spam issues? The the spam issues. Yep. Or, you know, like everyone else makes you, like, verify that like, the person must receive your email, which good luck. I mean, even people right. who love me usually don't verify yes i want to get emails you know right. so anyways look that's a little tip of why we like constant contact and then uh there's about i think there's about 20 emails maybe 25 in the first time home buyer drip we just have two drips with the first time home buyer and then the investment drip okay and and those go out and then they just get recycled so after they after agent goes through the 25 it just starts over turn them around and go through it again interesting and then the emails just Again, you're just on target. I mean, it's just every single email is like first time homebuyer, first time homebuyer, first time homebuyer. Um, Who came up with the copy? Who wrote it? I did. Okay. Uh, how long did it take you to build out that series of 25 for first timers? It is kind of exhausting. Um, well, there, you do have to work, damn it. <laughs> I know. You have to work a little bit, but, but at least I only had to work a lot for like one week yeah. a year and a half ago, and then it's been paying dividends since then. So. You know, in that hours, I don't know, maybe 20 hours. Okay. All right. Cool. And in that email, is there a call to action in every one of those? Or are they more like informational? Mix it up? Mostly just, I mean, there's a simple call to action, you know, like, you know, call me. Let's make a plan for your first time homebuyer today or something like that. Hmm. Are they all text-based? No images? Yes. It's just text-based. Text-based. Right. Okay. Got it. All right. Very cool. And do you like look at your open rates and all that stuff or it's like that not of interest? Yep. Never? Never. Yeah. Your, your success rate is somebody, what, sends you an email back or calls you with a referral? No. I know this sounds weird and it's hard to go off of for other people, but it's just it's just faith-based. It's Well, it's not faith-based. It's it's um, I, I just know that if I do X amount of classes, I'm going to close X amount of loans from those classes. Ah. And it just, like, it just works like that. So I don't have to, I don't have to micromanage smaller metrics like open rates and stuff like that. I mean, I just look at the big overall metric of, okay, if I do X amount of classes, then I'm going to close that X amount of loans. All right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what is that ratio, those numbers, if you do X classes, it equals X units or loans or volume? Right. So um, that's a great question because, you know, everyone, like, like every year, everyone talks about how you got to write your business plan. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know where this is going, Vince. Go on. <laughs> You're 30% more likely to accomplish your goals if you write a plan, blah, blah, blah. Well, I could never follow like more than like two things at once. Usually two things I couldn't do mm -hmm. because you get busy. So my business plan for like the last three years, you know, on January 1st was, was like double your classes. And then I just did that. And then my volume like didn't double, but it went up by 40% last three years in a row. And that's it. That's my one line business. <laughs> I like it. I think people should try to streamline things out there and just write, you know, maybe one thing and it'll probably be successful. Yeah. But how many classes do you do a month? Okay. So now, you know, I started out doing like one, one a quarter. I think that was like 2013. Then I went to like 
you know, one a month to right. 14. I was like, wow, maybe if I do two a month, I'll be really successful. And then, so I think I did that in 2015 and in 2016, I, my goal is to do three to four months and I hit that pretty close. And now I'm doing, um, bare minimum four a month, but usually six to eight. Like I did nine last month. Wow. And do you typically do them at the same place? No, we've, we've um, grown in our strategy. So we have different micro markets. We're active in a tri-county area. So we'll do one in like Multnomah County and then one in Washington County and then one in Clackamas County Mm -hmm. and, um, and mix them up because we don't want to, we don't want to hit the same realtors too many times Mm -hmm. to get unsubscribed. So got it. We've broken the realtor database into three segments geographical, and then we just rotate the classes around them there. So taking that same class, the first-time homebuyers class, uh, what rotation would you be on? Let's say just pick Seattle for simplicity. Uh, so you did a first-time homebuyers class yesterday in Seattle. How soon would you come back with that same class? I would say um, once a month. Once a month. Okay. Got it. Rotation. Yeah, like we try to do a class, or maybe once every other month, because I want to do the same class the very next month. I have like four CE classes. So, you know, probably I'd let it rest for a couple months before I hit the same county or something with the same class. Got it. Okay. Um, but obviously you're not getting the same realtors back because they already got the CE credits for that. Right. Okay. Correct. And the average attendance at your classes? Well, that's another thing I did. So when I used to do the classes, I would rely on the title companies to market them, mm-hmm. which is just such a limiting belief. I don't know why I did that. And, and you know, the average classes in years past would be like five or 10 realtors. And mm-hmm. then, you know, sometimes it takes me a long time to figure out really simple things. And my, you know, my big aha moment was like, wow, if I could get like 20 or 30 realtors per class, I could probably be more successful. <laughs> and um, it turns out that that's true. If you get like 30 realtors instead of 10 realtors per class, you yep. close the runs. And so now my average is about, I'd say about 20 to 30. Okay. Because we've mm-hmm. gone the extra distance and built a whole, you know, more or less email campaign around how to get people in the in the class to come to the classes speaking of that you are emailing your database uh every time you're doing a class in that area right but you know like i said rotating through those segmented realtor lists yep yep okay so you still partner with uh, the title companies to help fill the room well yeah i need them because they offer the ce oh that's right okay got it they they don't let a mortgage company offer the ce yeah so you're definitely unique up there because they do do that in a lot of different states um, no, I'm always teaching, uh, encouraging LOs, especially when they're getting started with their classes to team up with your title escrow affiliates, all those people, cause they can help fill the room until you kind of get off, you know, off the ground on your own. And, and they don't get me wrong. They, they still do it. It's mm-hmm. just that now we do it as well. Yeah. So whereas, you know, I'm doing a class tomorrow where I think the, the title agent, she got like nine or 10 signups, but we have 25 from our own efforts. So instead of being like a 10 person class, it's going to be like a 35 person class. Yeah, exactly. Um, very cool, man. Very cool. So you're not on, do you do anything other than you're running your Facebook ads for your classes, but you're not really like trying to be the guy on social media, right? Facebook, all that kind of jazz. Well, I, I am, but this is all just like secondary and tertiary stuff. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's a big word I'm working on. It's like, <laughs> it's not a, it's just not my core business model, but you know, I'm trying to make it all work together, yep. but it, I don't get leads. Like, like we do this branding thing on Facebook, which is kind of cool. It's really cheap, but it's just to support what I've already told the realtors that I specialize in first time home buyers. So you can do branding ads to a very targeted group, like just realtors. And it's not like you get charged like a buck every time I click it, like 
you can people will see it. They'll just see your picture saying you're a first home buyer expert for like two pennies. So we spend a little bit of money every month branding. Can you trace that to anything? Well, not really, except for I'll, I'll, you know, like a, like I was doing a class last week, and older gentleman, older realtor sitting in the front row. You know, I walk in, he's like, "Hey, I know you. Mm. I've seen your pictures all over Facebook." And I'm like, "Well, here you go. You got me in person now." And so, no, it's like a kind of a soft thing, exactly. like a subjective thing. You can't tell. It's not like where I do a class and someone said, "I'm calling you because my realtor said you did this class," mm-hmm. but that you keep top of mind for your niche because of that. Yeah, exactly. It's a branded thing, like you said, top of mind awareness. And you're not really driving a lead, a call to action on that. It's more of an awareness thing. And it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's super cheap. Like for 80 bucks a month, I can be viewed by almost every realtor on Facebook in the whole Tri-County area. Yeah, so that just feeds into everything else you're doing in your local market there. Right. That's cool. Awesome. Hey, um, one quick question about um, niching, because you clearly um, chose a couple of niches out of the gate. You know, every time uh, an LO asks me about niching, right? They, I don't know if you've heard this before. Maybe you had a similar concern, which is, um, well, gosh, if I if I choose to go with a niche, am I going to lose out on all that other business? I don't know if you've thought of that or heard of that, but what would you say to that? I would say that it's just the complete opposite. This is not my original idea, but it's my original thought. But I, but I heard someone vocalize it perfect a couple days ago, where they were saying that you know, if you a commodity tries to be everything to everyone, mm. especially in the lender game and you know like a luxury item knows that it can't be everything to everyone it only wants to serve you know the demographic that it serves best Hmm. and i don't want to be a commodity and plus i want to build an efficient business and here's an efficient business where someone calls you and they're already sold yeah i don't have to sell anyone i mean they they call me all i do is reiterate Yes, your realtor is right. We we do specialize in all the area of first-time homebuyer programs. I can't wait to help you with your first home. Boom. That's like, I'm done. I just send him a link to the online application. That's it. I don't have to resell them. So I think if you niche yourself properly, it, it, you can create the most efficient business ever. And it's just totally the wrong mindset to think you can like be everyone to everything to everyone and somehow be successful that way. I don't, I don't think you can. What was that you said about a luxury brand knows it's... A luxury brand knows that it's only going to appeal to a very narrow part of the market. That's all they care about. So think how efficient that is. Oh my gosh, like I only care about this little teeny narrow place, but I can make an amazing living just on that instead of trying to care about the whole marketplace where there's too much noise and you'll never be everything to everyone. Yeah. So that doesn't... Let's just say you get somebody who's a move up buyer, right? They come to you by way of a realtor referral. Well, how do you handle that? Of course, of course. <laughs> then we then we go into sales mode. That's a great question because then we go into sales mode. Of course, we don't say, "Hey, we specialize in first-time homebuyers and you're a move-up buyer." We don't say that, <laughs> you know. We, uh, right. You know, um, that just happens to be your specialty is is first-time homebuyers. But we also handle. But I think the point you're making for those listening is: look, you got to have to your to your point, Vince is. Um, you got to be a specialist, right? Who makes more? The old cliche, generalist or specialist? You think about doctors. Specialists make a hell of a lot more per hour, right? So you got to specialize and become known for something. Um, but that doesn't mean you're saying no to the peripheral business that's going to come simply by way uh, you know, of, of that. And I love what you said. You go into sales mode. Right. I would go into sales mode. But let me give you another example of how it does lead to, you know, just because I'm, I'm really focused on this, it doesn't mean I don't do lots of different loans, you know, jumbos, move up buyers, whatever. So like another CE class I do is renovation financing. Mm-hmm. And I love rehab financing um, because again, like there's only five lenders, five or six lenders, maybe out of, you know, hundred 
hundred different lenders in our market who offer renovation financing. So definitely very unique. Mm. And here's the thing. 99% of people will never, ever use that loan. But I get remembered. People call me like, oh, my realtor said you're the only one who does rehab financing. And I'm like, awesome. I sell them on rehab financing. So I speak to them right away about why they called me, sell them on that. But then, you know, two months later, they're just doing a regular conventional loan. And I'm, I'm getting that commission because does that, does that make sense? I got totally. remembered for some, something unique that just led to a normal loan that I would not have gotten. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to be known for something or, you know, like you said. Um, okay. So just closing out here, last couple of minutes. Um, I'm, I'm obviously thrilled that you're, you're expanding your, your library of, of classes. And, um, you know, for those listening, you, you referenced get powerful presentations, um, which has some other non CE topics like video marketing, millennial marketing, et cetera. Um, do you have that next non CE class on the calendar yet? No, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. But it's going to be, it's going to be on. It's going to be on. I'm really excited about it. And, um, you know, I, I have my own ideas. Like, I, I think we're going to combine a couple mm-hmm. of those classes because yes. I've already been successful with, like, Facebook marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I can take and, – and the video market. I mean, I do have lots of videos online. Where? And YouTube? Where? Yeah, I go just go on YouTube. I have, like, 20, 20 or 30 videos okay. on YouTube. I actually get loans off of those. Not Definitely not, like, the CE classes, but – I will get a call, you know, once or twice a month. It's it's not a big deal, but once or twice a month, I get a call and I'll close like three or four loans a year because of those. Excuse my French, but they're crappy videos, not professional. <laughs> I thought you didn't speak French with the uh, niche. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm giving you contradictions here, but um, at any rate, you know, I'm really excited to teach those classes. I think what you're offering is a really, really great service. And it's, I think it's really fair priced. I'm just being totally honest about yeah. that. Well, thank you. I didn't set you up for that at all. Um, appreciate that. We're only hoping to expand that and offer more topics. Uh, I, I'm on your YouTube page. And by the way, we'll put uh, links in the show notes to all this kind of stuff. I'm curious because everybody, right, when they start, you know, every loan officer is like, man, I got to get going with video. I got to get social media, all that kind of stuff. But I like, you know, it's like you, you've established, look, man, get your core business, your foundation built. And the message I heard you say there per the book from Michael Mayer um, is unless you're face to face, right, you're wasting time. Now, how you get face to face, though, may include lots of different other elements like, you know, Facebook, et cetera, like you're talking about. Um so I'm curious with your videos because I'm just I've got my LO cap on and all of a sudden you see the text over video and everybody wants to know how did you do that man? Do you how, you got your tech person? What'd you do? <laughs> Are you looking at my one of my videos right now? And it has text over it. Yeah, it says uh, well just the the thumbnail why you should buy a home in Portland. Okay, well that's totally compliments of my marketing guy because I don't know how go. to do that stuff. <laughs> so next time we can interview him, I'd be happy to. There you go. Um, I made the videos. I, you know, you see them there. I just well, who's videotaping you? You have somebody on staff, or what's that? Up? <sighs> Some of them, you know, like a couple of those were professionally made, but mm-hmm. I'd say about half of them were just in my home office. And I- that's, iPhone? That's my, no, it was just on my laptop. Laptop? Damn, is that easy? <laughs> it really is that easy. I mean, but back to your point, like once in a while, those do SEO because, like, if you Google used to be better, they used to put video on the front page of yeah. just search and now you have to actually click on images mm. but if you click on images in my market you know I'm, I'm for some of those things like personal home buyers i'll be like first page um but it really is just to reinforce the, the first time home buyer stuff after i've done a class and gotten in front of someone yeah so i think for me the big takeaway is look your number one primary source of business is the classes is real estate agents everything else is just complementary to that 
totally. Everything else just supports that and doesn't contradict that. Let me ask you this question, and then we got to wrap up. But um, you still feel, though, I mean, it's pretty clear to me, but I'll just ask you for the listeners to clarify. You still feel having a presence online, sharing content is relevant and important in your overall branding marketing strategy? I think that's, that's a great question. And I, I, I want to you know, give a disclosure that you know, I totally may not be correct, but I think people put maybe a little too much emphasis on that. You know, I, I think if, if you don't even have a web page, but you went out and got face to face of $10 per day, you're going to be, you're going to make a quarter million dollars a year. Mm. I mean, people put way too much emphasis, I think on this online stuff and I, and I get it and, and I'm, I'm building an infrastructure around it, but that's after I've already gotten to this certain level and it had nothing to do with like online stuff. So yes, it's important, but it's important as just a supporting vehicle or supporting infrastructure, if you will, around going out and doing classes or creating relationships or something. Awesome. That's my personal. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I agree. The core foundation for everything else, right? Um, cool. Well, listen, I know you're busy and you've got lots of stuff to do. For anybody who wants to reach out to you, how would you suggest they contact you? Um, they can just call me. I'll be happy to chat. You know, I'm a real person. Or they can email me, VinceKingston at EagleHM.com. Vince King. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be busy doing a class or, or something like that, responding to all those emails. <laughs> Are there going to be thousands? Come on. No, 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 no. No, I mean the emails from the agents. Oh, the agents, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah like I said, we, 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 didn't, we didn't talk about delegate yet. Maybe that's another. Oh, yeah, go ahead real quickly. How do you delegate all this so you don't have to do it all? I feel very lucky being in the mortgage industry because as a realtor, you're like on your own hiring independent contractors. And, and with, you know, if you're aligned with the right mortgage company, they'll support your success by basically, you know, you can hire people as employees. And so every time I meet a volume milestone, I know to go back to management and say, okay, I did my part. I met this volume milestone. I'm going to hire another person. And they're to their credit, they're like, yep, you've earned it. And so I hired another person. So now I got five people on my team and, um, and I'm just able to delegate everything except the classes almost. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're out of time, but I think it's a really interesting subject because I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. And I was afraid to do it as well. But it's like, and a lot of agents, I have to admit, don't understand it, but it's just, you know, divisional labor. This is not a new concept. Henry Ford came up with it a long time ago. Mm. You know, if like, if you have one person devoted to only pre-approvals, that person is a pre-approval monster. Right. She doesn't do sales. She doesn't do processing. She doesn't chase conditions. She just does pre-approvals. Or if you have one person devoted only to closing loans, that's all they do. They're not out there doing sales, not out there doing the 50 other things. And um, I think it creates a very efficient situation. Well, how did you deal with the issue of cost, right? When you decided to hire your first assistant or whatever, was that something you had to kind of deal with? Well, again, I recognize I'm lucky because I aligned myself with the right company. Not all companies do this, but once I hit a certain milestone, it was, you know, loosely it was about one and a half million a monthly production. Um, they would pay for your assistant mm -hmm. and you could choose to bonus them. So I, I, Further incentivize. So everyone gets a base salary paid by the company, but then I, I've chosen to further incentivize my people by paying them part of my basis points. Right. And I believe strongly in that because, I, first of all, I make them do a lot. And second of all, I want them to be incentivized like I am. And um, so I'm very proud that I have five people on my team and they all make really, really good incomes. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Well, maybe what we could do is have you back and, and unpack a little bit building a team because I know that's a um, a very frequent topic that comes up, comes up for me and some of the coaching that I do is how do I build that team? How do I hire? Who should I hire? How do I make sure I got the right person on the bus? You know, all those kinds of things. 
I'm, I'm hiring two more people right now, so I'm still learning as I go, but I'd be happy to chat about it. Oh, that'd be great, man. <clears throat> uh, well, damn, look at that, hiring two more people. Hey, if you haven't got it already, people, I think the classes pays off. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I appreciate it very, very much. And uh, next time I'm up, now, how, where, where do you live? Portland, you said, right? Portland, Oregon? Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Uh, offices are in Tigard, but that's just a little suburb to the south. All right. So. Well, come on up. We'll have uh, a beer together. There you go. That's right. Micro brews. Appreciate the time. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to iTunes, please do so. If you like this episode, leave us a rating. Subscribe to the podcast so you get notified of each new one coming out. And once again, for you listeners, I appreciate you and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.